Welcome back to the Bhagavad Gita podcast. I am Radha, and I'm here with Chaitanya Turan, our teacher, and uh, Russell. So it's good to be here with you both. Today, we are on day 47 of our journey through the Bhagavad Gita, and we will start from chapter 3, text 10. Um, We are talking about karma yoga. So in the beginning of creation, the Lord of all creatures sent forth generations of men and demigods along with sacrifices for Vishnu and blessings and bless them, saying, Be thou happy by this yanya sacrifice, because its performance will bestow upon you everything desirable for living happily and achieving liberation. This is a, a beautiful verse, which is building up on the theme from the previous section. We've been discussing what's happening in the Bhagavad Gita in this particular chapter. So yesterday I mentioned that there are 43 verses in this chapter 3. And we are focusing on the second section, or rather the the third section. The first two verses were the question of Arjuna. Then 3 to 8 was how action is better than premature renunciation. That is concluded. And that concluded with the verse, we could say ninth verse is like a transition. You could say it belongs to the previous section or this section. That was, ninth verse was about how um, it needs to work as a sacrifice. And if one works as a sacrifice, then one will not get implicated. So why work as a sacrifice? That theme is being talked about in this section. Generally, whenever we do any action, we often may look at a situation or we consider our aspiration or we may consider something which is um, our apprehension, something we fear. Basically, generally our actions are motivated by these three things. What is the situation I am in? What do I want to do? And what am I afraid of? So if I'm on a road, if it's very crowded, then okay, then maybe I need to look for an alternative route. So we look at the situation, we look at our desires, our dreams, and we look at our fears and hangups. These are the broad things which determine what we do. But beyond all this, or underlying all this, is our worldview. It is, how do we see the situation? What do we long for? What are we afraid of? All this is determined by our underlying worldview. So we could say, our worldview, it shapes our view. How we see things. And based on that, 
it shapes our views also view could mean sights what we see and views could also mean opinions okay what should i do how should i deal with this so the world view is extremely important and just to give an example of uh, how the world view shapes people's as people's understanding of things what people do in what situations here krishna is talking about a very different world view arjuna is uh, so generally say for example we are in this particular arjuna is on a battlefield and he is thinking whether he should fight or not so he is also thinking in a bigger philosophical terms so you know he's talking about action and its reaction so krishna is taking it to an even bigger world view and he is saying that look at it in terms of the cosmic situation that look at how the universe itself is shaped and he says sacrifice is one of the defining features of the universe that's what so the rationale for sacrifice krishna is giving a backdrop for that so he's saying that when the universe was created at that time the 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 creator of the universe basically created a whole cosmic system so if we consider the universe when it was created there was a system for cooperation so this is the we could say this is the earth and above this are the heavens so in the heavens the various gods live the earth is of course the place where humans live there is a symbiotic a cooperative relationship between the human and the divine or this way so, so if there are gods over here we offer something to the gods and the gods offer something to us so this is a cooperative system and in this system what we offer to the divine is sacrifice so now the divine can we'll talk about conceptions of divinity a little more in detail in future but here the idea is that to understand this principle of sacrifice so there are sacrifice and when we do sacrifice we get blessings now blessings are in terms of the resources for living this krishna will explain in the future so this idea of sacrifice can seem quite esoteric as i said so we will explore that world view soon in detail but let's start with this very fundamental idea of sacrifice now what does sacrifice mean at one level it is something very relatable we grew up immediate pleasure so that we can 
Sorry, you just went out a little bit. Can you repeat that? So we give up some immediate pleasure so that we get to some higher purpose. So a person might just like to watch TV and enjoy, watch TV and eat and drink and enjoy. But if that person wants to become an athlete, that person wants to become an uh, artist, that person wants to become a doctor, then what they need to do is that they have to give up something in the present so that they can get something in the future. So the universe seems to work on this principle that we can trade the present for the future. So in one sense, sacrifices, what we are doing is we are trading the present for the future. In fact, this is considered to be one of the key key parameters of success. Now, in psychology, we call it impulse control or delaying gratification. This is not just some spiritual, esoteric, philosophical thing. Uh, there is the idea that we can, if we are ready to give up something in the present, th then we can get something much more in the future. And that is the basic principle of sacrifice. In psychology, there is a well-known test called the marshmallow test. So there are kids who are kept in a room and they are told that, okay, there's a marshmallow in front of you. You can eat it right now if you want. But if you wait for 20 minutes and don't eat it, you will get two marshmallows instead of one. And it's a simple experiment. But those kids who are ready to wait for that much time, so these kids fall into two categories, grabbers, they just want to get the marshmallow right now, and there are resistors. So those who resist the marshmallow, and they wait for 20 minutes, it's found that when psychologists look at them 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, and down, down the line, they were much more successful. So the resistors, 20 years later, they had greater success in career, in relationships, in personal well-being, in health, happiness. That means you know, how physically fit they were, how emotionally healthy and happy they were. So they found that this is required everywhere in life. So the point is, sacrifice is a fundamental principle of existence. Now, the Bhagavad Gita takes this vision forward and expands it to a level, a worldview. And I'll explore the worldview. But any comments or reflections about this principle of sacrifice? Can you explain the relationship between karmakanda and sacrifice? Come to that. That's why I'm going to talk about the worldview. Okay, I'm starting oh, okay. from a very relatable contemporary understanding of sacrifice and then uh -huh. I will move toward the Vedic worldview. Okay, how it fits so, into the different context like that? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Thank yeah. you. Any comments, Russell Prabhu? No, that's good. Clear. Thank you. So now, 
this principle of sacrifice that we work for a higher cause that means just like a person who wants to become fit they could have the pleasure of eating food immediately or they could abstain from that food so that they could be fit and vibrant afterwards so this is the principle which we can see in our daily life but we can expand it to a higher cosmic level so at the higher cosmic level it is said that if you consider the universe be like a universal government and within this universal government there are the gods that are mentioned it's gods with the plural they are not the supreme god we'll talk about the that the supreme deity a little later but gods they are like the cosmic administrators so just like in a government we'll have we'll have ministers with different portfolios uh, somebody might be a defense minister somebody might be a foreign affairs minister somebody might be a finance minister so like that just as we can have ministers with the different portfolios so the gods in sanskrit the word for them is devatas or devas so they are the cosmic administrators and just like in an ordinary government we pay taxes so we pay a water water tax we pay electricity tax we pay maybe road tariff tax sales tax so the taxes in one sense are like the sacrifice so when we sacrifice we are harmoniously participating or harmoniously functioning within the universe so, so in this particular verse krishna says this the sacrifice is something which was given right from the beginning of creation so krishna says sacrifice is the key to cosmic cooperation and human prosperity and prosperity happiness whatever so he says that right from the beginning of creation the sacrifice was what was given to all of humanity and in the subsequent verses he will tell how the sacrifice works and toward the end of this section krishna will talk about how this fits into the various levels of action but the key point here is krishna is now elaborating i i started by talking about how what we do is shaped by our world view so krishna is reminding arjuna of a world view krishna is expanding our understanding our understanding of a world view over here so let's see this world view further so devan bhavayata nena te deva bhavayantu vah parasparam bhavayantah shreya param avapsyatha translation the demigods being pleased by sacrifices will always please you and thus by cooperation between men and demigods prosperity will reign for all just like uh, at a simple level now we don't think of taxes in a very pleasant way but if the government is competent and we we are law abiding 
then our facilities come so similarly if if say there's a competent government and then there are law abiding citizens basically both flourish this is an excellent system to be in so similarly in this particular verse 311 krishna is saying that the devtas the gods and the humans work cooperatively then both can flourish and how they both can work cooperatively that is what will be described in the subsequent verses so let's look at the next verse which will make it a little clearer what is going on over here what is this whole idea of cooperation ishtan bhogan hivo deva dasyante yagya bhavitah tai dattan apradayebhyo yo bhungte stena eva sah translation in charge of the various necessities of life the demigods being satisfied by the performance of our lord had said that word he he just said uh will supply all necessities to you but he who enjoys such gifts without offering them to the demigods in return is certainly a thief yes so continuing this analysis that if we have if we are taking facilities or amenities or utilities from the government or from anywhere if we are if we are taking then we have to return we returning something mm-hmm. we have to be giving so for example if we live in a hotel and we take the facilities of the hotel we are expected to pay something if we are using the road transport system we are expected to pay something so here if we don't pay if we are not giving then we are breaking the law so we become like a thief that's the point that krishna is making over here that when we take things we need to return when ev- every system that we are a part of you know every greater unit that we are a part of reciprocity is a principle if we take something from that we take something from it and we give something to it so this way there is we give we get and there's a reciprocal relationship so for example in any relationship if we start feeling that if we are only taking and not giving then that relationship won't work if you are at a job and waiting salary but not working we'll get fired if we are in a family and we are only taking everything from the family and not playing our role not doing our responsibilities then the family will not be very happy or even stable so similarly within the universe 
the idea is that when we are taking we need to be giving and that giving is done through sacrifice so now we will try to look at what sacrifice means in a little more detail but here krishna is giving a much bigger vision of the work that we do it's when we are playing our part in uh, our particular role in life so you may say okay you know whether i go for a job or not whether i do my job well or not who really cares how much of a difference does it make but it can make a significant difference and so for example there is a person who lives responsibly it's a life of sacrifice if one wants to if one wants to live responsibly many times uh, there is some danger to national security some citizen might say that okay i am ready to go to the border and fight and i will lay down my life for the country and that is a noble sentiment now this particular incident is attributed to many prom- respected political leaders and it might be that they all said it it might be none of them said it it might be apocryphal but the point is that say whether it was winston churchill or whether it was george washington they were asked you know i'm ready some young person comes and tells them that i was i want to give up my life for my country and, and thus the the leader replies that okay you know get your education take a good job raise a family pay your taxes and contribute to the building of society so in one sense sacrifice of life is dramatic but actually more transformative is life of sacrifice so life of sacrifice it might not be dram- sacrifice of life can be dramatic a life of sacrifice may be undramatic but the idea is even if it is undramatic it is important so here the bhagavad gita is telling us that each one of us is a just like a, a country is nothing more than ultimately a accumulation of individual citizens a country doesn't become great by magic a country becomes great when the citizens work hard the citizens are responsible so every citizen has a role to play and similarly here krishna is telling that arjuna the work that you do it's going to contribute not just to your winning a particular war and getting a kingdom your work is going to contribute to cosmic harmony now how specifically the work will contribute to cosmic harmony that we'll have to look in the next section but this is a very empowering vision of humanity and human activity that each one of us we may be small but that does not mean that we are worthless that each one of us 
has some has some significant role to play so what is that role and how we are participating in the universal uh, system of cooperation we will discuss in our next session i can summarize here if do you have any comments is could you look at it in any way that arjuna what he's doing is potentially sacrificing his life so it would be on the left side if he is ready to sacrifice his life if he fights and he dies but even if he doesn't have to die doing his duty even when the duty is painful just fighting against his relatives for a higher cause that is a life of sacrifice so sacrifice of life is also glorious no doubt but that is not the only kind of sacrifice that can be done okay so you're not saying that that the what do you call it the life of sacrifice is that what you called it if you scroll on the right side the undramatic yeah. a life of sacrifice you're not saying oh you are saying that that's superior to the sacrifice of life yes you are saying that so that's what arjuna is being recommended over here that you responsible dutiful living even when the responsibility is difficult to execute that is what he needs to do so okay. that he explain so it's not just limited though to the to sacrifices like trend, like offering sacrifices to the demigods next session the next session will come to that but i'm talking about the broader principles of the world view rather than specific activities right now okay okay thank you thank you um we discussed uh, three verses today 10 to 13 no yeah 10 to 12 we discussed today so let's look at the tenth verse i discussed how what is mean sacrifice is the key to happiness so we discussed from the contemporary psychology contemporary uh point of view that the marshmallow test and the idea of resisting impulse or delaying gratification and then we talked about how our world view shapes our view so krishna is now giving us a world view where we can see work as sacrifice so how that can be done that will be described in the uh, subsequent sections and then we talked about the universe being like a uni- universal government wherein we humans and the gods are cooperating so the gods are like a competent government they are like competent administrators we humans like the law abiding citizens and both can flourish when both work together that was the second theme that we discussed and then and the last point we discussed is how this harmony can result if somebody does not cooperate it was the 12th verse so each one of us it's a, if we become law breakers if tax is unpaid so we are paying that 
attacks, then we become thieves. So we discuss that our work, if it contributes, then each one of us can contribute in a significant way. So there is sacrifice of life, which is great, but even greater is a life of sacrifice. And how dutiful living can be a life of sacrifice that will be discussed in subsequent sections. Thank you. Hare Krishna. Thank you. Hare Krishna.